0: Before Chachmas Reb Yehudah lived in a little town in Russia He wasn't a very rich man He wasn't either very poor But one thing that he always made sure that all the money he got He used it for the right things. First of all, he would take some of it off for tzedakah. And of the rest of the money, he would take some of it and buy something special for any guest that may come to his house. In fact, he had a special room in his house, a guest room, which looked nicer than any other room in his whole house. He had the best bed, the nicest pillow and blankets, the window shades in the room were extra beautiful, the floor was so nice and clean, and whenever a guest would come to his house, he would give him always the best, a would always say, the guest gets the best. Even when there wasn't enough food for Rabbi Yehuda and his wife and his family, he always made sure that the guests should always have the best. And his wife and his children were just as happy to give away the best food for the guest. Sometimes when there were many guests coming, Rabbi Yehuda was more than happy to sleep on the floor, to sleep on a bench, to sleep somewhere else and let the guest have a good, comfortable bed. One day, as Rabbi Yehuda was walking outside, he was on his way home from shul. And he hears an announcement. Your attention please, your attention please. The governor is making a tremendous, big, gigantic market for everyone to come and bring their stuff. Oh, this is one of those market days that the governor is making. Very good. That's for all the people who have things to sell or want to buy things, they go to the marketplace and they can buy whatever they need from that place. And this was something that only once a year the governor would make. Other times of the year they had small marketplaces, but nothing as big with so many people to come as it was when the governor made it. Rabbi Yehuda felt a little bad that he didn't have enough money to go to the marketplace not because he wanted to buy something for himself but he thought that in the marketplace he might find something extra nice and extra beautiful and good for the guests when Rabbi Yehuda came home he said to his wife Rivka, I have an idea Why don't we start saving up for next year's market? Let's start saving up now. Every day we'll put into a little box some... a few cents and at the end of the year we'll count it up and maybe I'll have some money to go Rabbi Yehuda decided to do so and every day After he put away money for tzedakah and after he put away money that he was going to use for his guest He also made a special box in which he dropped in every couple of days a few cents After a whole year passed Reb Yehuda was ready to make the trip to the marketplace But it was waiting for the announcement to come he doesn't know which, which city it's going to be and which day it's going to be but he knew that he should have betachin in Hashem and Hashem will surely help him that he'll find the right time, the right place and the right thing for his guest a few days later sure enough Rebuhuda Yehuda heard an announcement. Your attention please! Your attention please! Everyone is invited to come to the big marketplace that the governor is making in Leipzig. In the city of Leipzig, we're going to have the biggest market that we have ever had in the years before. Anyone who wants to come and bring stuff to sell, or anyone who wants to buy stuff is invited to come. Rebbe was very happy to hear this. He came right home and he said to his wife, Baruch Hashem, now we'll be able to buy something for our guest. Reb took down the box from the shelf and started to count out the coins and he saw that he had exactly 400 coins now in those days, coins weighed a lot much more than today he didn't want to schlep 400 coins so he decided he'll go to the store and change them over for four golden coins. When he came to the store he changed it over and there he had in his pocket four golden coins that he got for the 400 regular coins. He took the four golden coins wrapped them up in a paper Then he put it on the shelf, and he decided that Mir On the next day, he's going to the marketplace. Early the next morning, as soon as he woke up, he said, "Maida ani washnegol vaser." Got dressed, said brachos, went to shul to daven. After davening, he learned tayra as he does every day. And then he took his talus and and a few other things, packed them up took the four golden coins wrapped them up in a piece of cloth and put them into his shirt pocket said goodbye to his wife for this trip and he left the house After he left the house, he started to walk on the road which goes towards that marketplace. As he was walking, he was wondering to himself Am I the only man walking here? Maybe there's someone else going who'll keep me company. It's very lonesome here on the road all alone. Oh, you know what I can do? I can say some tillum by heart. Or say some Mishnayas or Tanya by heart. And that's exactly what he did. But they didn't take long and suddenly he hears... Hey, it sounds like a horse and wagon is coming. There it is. A horse and wagon pulling up right beside him. Hey! Hey, Yehuda! Come on to my wagon. How are you? Oh, who's that? Oh, that's my friend Maishi. Maisha, how are you doing up there in the wagon? Come, Yehuda, coming up to my wagon. You want a ride? Yes, yes. Thank you. Yehuda climbs up to the wagon. And when he comes up to the wagon, he sits down and he thanks Maisha for the good, good ride that he's giving him and he's so happy now he's going to get to the market even sooner and be able to buy something for his guest even sooner as Reb Yildo was traveling on the road with Reb Boishe Reb Oisha asked him you're going to the marketplace in Leipzig, huh? yes, yes I want to buy some good stuff there. Oh yeah? I'm going there because I have now a whole wagon load of money and I'm going to buy so much stuff, mir Hashem. It's going to be enough for me for a very long time. I'll be able to sell it, make a lot of money and then give a lot of tzedakah. Tell me, Rabbi Yehuda, How much money did you bring along? Ha, me? Not that much. Uh, You brought along uh, 10,000 golden coins at least. (laughs) 10,000? Forget it, not 10,000. Oh, 20,000. No, not 20,000. More? No, less, much less. Ah, you mean like 5,000? No! Uh, One thousand? No, not even one thousand. Not even one thousand golden coins. So what are you going to the market for? What will you be able to buy there already for less than a thousand golden coins? Hashem will help! Hashem will help! Hashem knows that I'm going there to buy something for a mitzvah for achnas sarachim but how much do you have? do you have at least 500 golden coins? no not even 500 do you have 100? no do you have at least 50? no I can't believe this going less than 50 golden coins you have 10? no you have five? No. You have less than five? Right. Then you must have three. No, I have more than three. La <laughs> la 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 Oh you have more than three. And you have less than five. Now let me figure out how much you must have. Woman, let me pull out my calculator. Well if it's less than five and more than three. I guess it must be, uh, four? That's right! You're a genius! You figured it out! Very good! Four golden coins? That's all you have? Yeah! I had 400 coins and I changed them into four golden coins. Be easier to carry. But one minute, what are you gonna buy for four golden coins? Don't worry! I'm not worried! Tracht gut, sein gut. Hashem will surely help. I'm going to get something very, very good. I'm not worried at all. So why should you worry? And so Kedilach they traveled on a long trip until finally they came to the marketplace. Thank you, Moshe. Thank you, Moshe, for the ride. Bye. Take care, Rabbi Yehuda. I wish you a lot of luck. I hope you really get what you're looking for. I hope you have a good time. Yes, bye-bye. And Maisha goes away with his wagon. And Yehuda goes with his four golden coins, looking for shopping something good for his guests. Little did Rabbi Yehuda know that he's in for a big surprise. As Reb Yehuda was walking through the marketplace, he noticed all different kinds of things for sale. He came by one store and he saw they're selling a mop. Oh, this is wonderful. I can mop up the floor before the guests come. That's so good. Let me see how much it cost. Oh it only costs two golden coins. Excellent. Uh, hello? Yes. Uh, can I buy the map? Yes, two golden coins. Oh, oh one minute, one minute. Ivey. I forgot. I already have a map in my house. Hi. Oh. Okay, let me go somewhere. I'm sorry for bothering you. It's alright. Maybe you ought to walk down to the next store. Excuse me, sir. Yes, what do you want to have? I see you have silverware. That's right. I sell silverware. What do you want to buy? I want to buy something beautiful. I see I have a beautiful set of silverware. I'd like to buy this for my, for my guest. Oh, we have the best for your guest. Okay, be my guest. I know. I want to get guest. I mean to say you can buy it. All right. Um, well, uh, how much does a whole set cost? Whole set? Fifteen golden coins. I they I don't have fifteen. Well, how much do you have? I'll give it to you for fourteen. I have only the four fourteen, the teen I don't have. What do you mean? I have four. four golden coins? Impossible. Maybe I could buy only a half a spoon. Oh, well, no. What am I going to do with the half the spoon? Oh, I'm sorry. I'll have to go somewhere else. And Reb goes to another store. And another store. And he goes from store to store. And he's looking to find something good to buy for his guest. Finally... He noticed something very, very strange. He noticed a store and there was nothing in the window. Nothing in front. I wonder what this guy is selling. Let me take a look, moves closer to the window, squeezes his nose on the window to look in. And he sees nothing. Knocks on the door, huh, I'm curious to find out what he sells. Maybe he sells fresh air. That's a good idea to give my guests some fresh air. Knocks on the door. Hello, anybody home? Hello? Yes? Oh, yes, oh, I'm sorry for disturbing you. Oh! Rabbi Yehuda saw an old man with a long white beard sitting there. And he just got up for Rebehuda. Yehuda. What can I help you with? I'm just curious to know how much you charge for fresh air. For fresh air? Why do you ask? I see you have so much fresh air on your shelves. You don't have any other things. Is it uh, something that you're looking for that I can help you with? Is there anything you want? Yes, I want to buy something for my guest. By me, the biggest mitzvah that I love the most is achnas sarichim. Do you have anything? Yes, I have something that you may enjoy, which will be good for you and for your guest. Well, for me, I don't care so much. Mainly for the guest. Well, I'll tell you what I have for you. Yes? You know? I'll tell you. You can buy from me chachmes. What? Chachmus. What is that? It sounds like fish cakes. No, I didn't say that. I said chachmes. Oh, Chachmes. What is Chachmes? Chach- Chachmus means wise... Ideas, very good ideas. What to do? And if you follow these ideas, you'll become very rich, and you'll be able to give more and more good things for your guests. Oh, that's wonderful! You must be a tzaddik. What did you say? No, I didn't say anything. I just, you know, you look, you look so special. Your face. Wow! I heard about tzaddikim, that they know how to do miracles. And Hashem always helps them. I I really, I really think it's a good idea to listen to you. Well, how much does it cost, the chachmas? Well, each chachma costs a golden coin. You want to buy one? Sure, sure. Rabbi Yehuda stuck his hand in his pocket and pulled out a golden coin. Here. All right. Rabbi Yehuda opened up the drawer and took out a piece of paper. He unfolded it and began to read. Listen carefully to this Chachmah. Over here it says that when you're going to be traveling home back from this market place and you're going to come to a fork in a road. A fork on the road? You mean They have spoons and forks? No, a fork means when the road goes in two directions, you can go either to the right or to the left. Then the road is split into two, it separates, and that's called a fork. Oh, well, is it a golden fork or a silver? I'm just kidding, I wanna make fun. Just listen carefully, this is not a joke. This is very serious and if you come to the fork in the road and you see that one side can get you to your place very fast because it's a very smooth and comfortable road and it's a very short road and the other road on the left is a very long and bumpy road What you should do is take... The short road. No. The bumpy road? Yes. You should take the long, bumpy road to get home. By doing this, this is going to help you very much. Oh, boy. This doesn't sound too wise to me. But uh, you look like a tzaddik. I trust that when a tzaddik says something, He surely knows what he's saying. He took the piece of paper and put it into his pocket. Rabbi Huda now says to him, goodbye. Nice knowing you. One minute. One minute? For what? Do you want to buy another Chachma? Another one? Like the first one? Oh no. This first one sounds so full. Fool- oh I shouldn't say foolish, because I all I can say is, I don't understand this Chachma, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me, but I don't understand it. I wish I knew why I should take the long and bumpy road. Do you want to buy another Chachma? Um, another Chachma? Yes, and this will help you for your guest. And for yourself. And for your whole family. Oh yeah, it sounds good. Well, let me try another one. Okay, maybe the other one will sound a little better. Man opens up the drawer and takes out another Chachma. Rabbi Yehuda gives him second golden coin and he has only two left for himself. If Yehuda stands there listening carefully when the old man began reading to him and said here, listen carefully if you ever come to a place on your way home and you're going to see something very strange that everyone's going to look at with their eyes and mouths wide open with excitement you are to look at it and just laugh and say it's nothing that is the second Chachma oh you know Rabbi I don't know what, what's your name by the way? my name is Avraham Rebavram, I I I can't understand the, uh, You said it's very wise ideas. You know if everyone's looking at something with excitement, why should I laugh at it and say it's nothing? But if you say so, you must know what you're saying. You look like you're at Sadik. Alright, thank you very much. Goodbye. One minute. What now? I want to know if you want to buy a third Chachma. Oh no, if I buy a third one, I only have one golden coin left. Well, you want to have something very good for yourself and your guests? Just do what it says in the third Chachma. All right, here is the third golden coin. He gave him the third golden coin. Rabbi Huda takes it. Rabbi Yehuda opens up the drawer to take out the third Chachmah. If you ever come to a hotel on the way home and in the room that you want to sleep there comes a Galach. Do not sleep in the entire hotel that night. Instead, you should wait outside. (laughs) Oh, excuse me for laughing, but I I usually don't go sleeping in hotels on the way home because usually I'm home on time. And uh, besides, I'll never want to sleep with a galach. Well, I guess if you say so, it's something I must know. Okay, goodbye. I have one golden coin left. Maybe I can buy a lollipop for it. Well, uh, goodbye. Thank you very much, Rabbi Avram. Have a nice day. Rabbi Yehuda starts walking out. One minute. Rabbi Yehuda, I have one more Chachma. Another one? How did you know I have four golden coins? Do you want to buy it? Here it is. All right. And he gave this... The golden coin to Rebbe Avraham. opened up the drawer and began to read. If you ever come to your house and you see something from outside of your house that can make you very, very angry, you should hold in your anger. Don't lose your temper. Just wait till the next day and everything will turn out all right. Thank you, thank you, Rebbe From. I learned that long ago. It says in, in many places in the Torah you're never supposed to lose your temper. I know that. But if you told it to me, must be some reason I have to know this. Thank you very much. Goodbye. One minute. One minute? You want to sell me another Chachma? No. Ah, that's because I don't have any more money. I'm not asking you for any more money. I want to give you something now. What do you want to give me? I want to give you something to take home with you. Here, just stand there a second. I'm going to give it to you. Avram walks to the back of the store, and he calls out, and he says, Sarah! Please come here for a second. I want to tell you something quietly. Sarah comes over. I want you to give this man and with it you should... Okay? Yes, I understood. Sarah went away a few minutes and then a few minutes later she came back with a bag. In the bag was a fresh, warm, delicious smelling challah, which was just baked. And she gave it to Reb Avraham. Rabbi Avraham gave it to Reb Yehuda and said, Here, enjoy this. Take it home with you and have a good time using this for your guests. Continue your great mitzvah of Achnosas As we know, that Avraham and Sarah taught us how to do even when it's not easy even when it's hard like when Abraham was not feeling well he still wanted guests and he served them and he ran to do the mitzvahs to help him the same thing every Yid should run to do all mitzvahs especially the mitzvah of Thank you, thank you Rabbi said goodbye to him and Rabbi Yehuda left the store. He walked out and he stood in front of the store right in the doorway thinking to himself oh my what did I end up with? Four little pieces of paper in my pocket with four chachmes and what else is here? Oh that's all I see is just oh a chala. What am I gonna do with this challah now? I have nothing to go home with. When I come home, my wife is gonna ask me what I spent the four golden coins on. What can I tell her? I'm gonna tell her the four Chachmas, she's gonna laugh. But what am I gonna do now? Oh, my four golden coins, I saved up a whole year. Oh no, what am I gonna? Excuse me, sir. Oh, yes. Oh, policeman, what do you want? What, uh, is uh, anything bothering you? I see you standing here and uh, you look very sad. Yeah, because I just spent my four golden coins on the store right over here. Which store right over here? It's a store right over here where I'm standing. Don't you see it? Well, I don't see any store over here. Well, I didn't walk away from it. I'm just standing in the doorway. You can go inside yourself. Maybe you want to buy some chachmes. What are you talking about? There is no store here. There never was a store. Right over here. Why don't you turn around? You look. Here, I'll turn around. Hey! Oh! I can't believe this. The door's... The store disappeared. I was in the doorway. It disappeared. It flew away. Where is it? Hey, excuse me, sir. Are you feeling all right? It looks like you're maybe, uh... You maybe are dreaming. No, I'm not. I'm up. I'm not sleeping! Well, there is no store here. There wasn't a store ever. This place was always empty. And the policeman walks away. Maybe Huda can't believe this. That here was a store. Maybe I was dreaming. Puts his hand in his pocket and he pulls out the four Chachmas. And he looks in the bag. There's the delicious challah. Uh-oh. I think that maybe this store was just a make-believe store because somebody came down from the shemayim to help me. Maybe Hashem sent some great people to help me. Maybe that was Avram Avinu and Sarah. Maybe. He was telling me all about how to do Achnosis Archim. Maybe it's him. So maybe I, I should listen to everything he said in the Chachmis. Maybe I should. Reb Yehuda! Reb Yehuda, how are you? Oh, Maisha! Maisha, what do you got there? Look at all those wagons, Maisha! Yeah! I, I bought 20 wagonfuls of merchandise here! 20 wagonfuls, that's a lot. I see only 10 of them. Yeah, the other 10 are coming yet. I have horses slapping all of them. I'm going home now. You want to come along? You want to come along, Rebioda? Sure, sure. I want to go home. Rebioda gets onto the wagon. Well, Rebioda, tell me. You see what I bought? Tell me, what did you buy? I? I bought four chachmas. <laughs> What's that? Four chachmas. Don't laugh. It's from a tzaddik, and when a tzaddik says something, we trust his word because he only says what Hashem tells him to say. What did he say? Well, I'll tell you. Here's the first chachma. Takes out from his pocket. It says says there, that on your way home if you come to a fork in the road, and you have to know to go to the right side where it's very smooth and quick or the left side, which is a very long and bumpy way which way should I take? Uh, I'll tell you I'll tell you, Rabbi Huda, you should take the smooth, short way like I always take you're wrong, I'm sorry to tell you Rabbi Moshe that Tzadik told me that I should take the long, bumpy road. Ha ha! Ha ha! You believe it! Ha ha! Don't laugh. When a tzaddik says something, when a tzaddik says something, it always comes true. We have to listen. But how do you know? How do you know? How do I know? Because I know that in the Torah it says you're always supposed to listen to a tzaddik. And that Hashem always speaks to Tzadikim and tells him what to do. Well, well. Good for you that you think so. Hey, wagon driver, why did you stop? Moshe! Moshe, we stopped because the horses stopped. Why did you stop? Tell the horses to move on. Well, the horses don't know which way to go, Moshe. They don't know if they should go to the right, to take the short road, or to the left. What did you say? Yes, the horses stopped. Because right now we're up to the fork in the road, going home. And there are two ways to go, to the right or to the left. The right side is a very short, quick way, and the left is a very long, bumpy way. Which way do you want to go, Moshe? Tell me, and I'll tell the horses to go. Well... Hey, one minute, Reb Yehuda, isn't that what you told me, what the tzaddik said? We should take the bumpy way? Yes, 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 Moshe, take the bumpy way, Moshe, take it. One minute, you know what? You believe what the tzaddik said, you go the bumpy way. And I'm not sure if the tzaddik really said uh, the right thing. You're not sure of a tzaddik? You're making a big mistake, Moisha. Moshe. You know what? Let's make a test. It's not nice to test the tzaddik. I want to make a test anyhow. I'll tell you what to do. I'll take ten wagons and go on the right side, which is the short way. You go with the other ten wagons on the left side, the bumpy way. And let's see who comes out first. Alright! Reb Yehuda started to go with the wagons on the left side. Rebbe Moshe is going on the right side, and they started to go, it's almost like a race. Who's going to get out to the end first? They're going faster and faster, and Reb Yehuda is sitting in the wagon, and there's so many big holes in the ground, so many bumps, that it makes the whole wagon jump up and down fast, and bum, 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 bum. He was banging his head on the ceiling a couple of times. And after a long way, the thinks, Oh, I hope Rav Moshe won't be angry with me that it's taken me so long. Finally comes out at the end of the road. When he came out to the end of the road, he takes a look. Hey, Rav Moshe is not here. Did he go home and leave me alone? Can't be because he needs his wagons. Where is Reb Misha? Maybe, maybe something happened on the way. You know what? All of you guards, each wagon had a guard standing by the wagon. You stay with the wagons, I'll take one of the horses and drive quickly into this side, into the short way and see if Reb got stuck. Got into a wagon, onto the horse, and he started to go quick. Faster and faster. And from the distance, he suddenly started to hear, Help! 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 Police, help! Hey! Hey! I think I hear calls for police for help. Hashem, help me! Uh-oh! It sounds like Moshe's voice. That sounds like Moshe's voice. And as he's going faster and faster, suddenly he noticed a whole bunch of people running away from the road into the forest. And he comes closer and closer, and he jumps off the horse and he sees Reb Moshe and the ten wagons there. And Reb Moshe is standing near a tree and he's all tied up with rope. Wow! How did this happen? He ran over to Rep. Moshe quickly and untied the ropes. He said, what happened to you? Oi! I, I. You know what happened? You know what happened? What happened to you? As we were going the short way, suddenly a bunch of robbers ran out of the forest and they jumped onto the wagon and they started to fight with the guards and they took me and they tied me up. And they wanted to take away all my money and all my wagons. And they, wanted to, they told me they're going to kill me. And then what? Then suddenly they heard a horse coming. And they thought it was the police most probably. And they all ran away into the forest. And they left everything. Ah, Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem, was able to come and save you. Just imagine if we all went on this road. No one would be able to save us because I listened to the tzaddik and I went on the long bumpy road. The tzaddik. But how did the tzaddik know? The tzaddik has Ruach HaKoydash. Hashem tells the things to tzaddikim of what's going to happen. And the tzaddik lets us know to be careful. You should have listened to me, Moshe, and go on the bumpy road. You wouldn't even have this trouble. Baruch Hashem, you're saved. Thank you so much, Yehuda, you saved my life. You saved my life, I want to pay you for it. You don't have to pay me, I just did a mitzvah. No, I want to pay you, I want you to keep all the ten wagons that I gave you to go on the bumpy road, keep it, it's yours, you can have it. Wow, thank you very much, you don't have to give it, I want you to take it, please, make me feel good. Now, Rebbe Huda saw he became so rich suddenly, he has so much more things now for all his guests and for his family, and for everything. He sees how already the first chachmah because he listened to the first good advice of the Tzaddik, how it helped him. And he thinks, wow, just imagine when I'll listen to the other three Chachmas, see what's going to happen there too. They got onto the wagons, and they started to travel on further. And now we're getting ready for the second Chachma. In the place where they were, it was the custom that anyone who came from the marketplace would stop off for a free cup of tea at the restaurant that belonged to the government. So Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Yaakov decided to stop off at this special restaurant. Besides, they were so tired already, they thought thought it won't be a bad idea to stop for a cup of tea. They parked the wagons outside. The guards were watching it as they went in. When they came in, they got a free cup of tea. They had a special place where they had a special tea made for the Yidden As they were drinking the tea they suddenly noticed something very, very strange. Only at the end of the big, big room of the restaurant they saw a lot of people standing around and staring at something with their mouths wide open. And no one could understand what's going on. Rebuda decided to walk over and take a look. He comes closer. He was shocked to see something so strange like he never saw in his life before. He saw over there, sitting at a table, a big, 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 oversized frog sitting and drinking a cup of tea just like a person. And everyone's watching this That looks so strange. Everyone stood around and looked in great surprise. But, Rabbi Huda remembered that on the second Chachma it says that if you see something very strange that everyone looks at, you should just laugh at it and say, Ha! It's nothing at all. Rabbi Yehuda walked over and right away said, Ha 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 That's nothing at all! That's nothing! Eee, 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 eee. Everyone turned around to see, who's this laughing? But suddenly, the whole restaurant got filled with a cloud of smoke. And a few seconds later the smoke disappeared and instead of seeing a frog sitting at the table they saw a young girl sitting at the table instead. And suddenly the governor who was at the restaurant ran over and grabbed the daughter and said, Oh my daughter is back! My daughter is back! Oh how did she come back? Oh, I'm so happy she's back. How did she come back? Who brought her back? Everyone was pointing to Reb Yehuda, who seemed like to be the one who did it, because as soon as he started to laugh, that's what happened. The governor took Rabbi Yehuda right into his office and said, How did you do it? What did you do? He says, I don't know. I didn't do anything. All I did is laughed." Well, let me tell you, many, many years ago was a very very bad person and this bad person would sometimes give a curse to someone and something bad would happen. And the governor told Rabbi Yehuda that that bad person cursed the governor's daughter that she should turn into a frog. And that one day, someone's going to come and laugh and say it's nothing and then she's going to turn back into the girl. And you did it for me! Reb Yehuda, thank you so much! Here, let me give you a whole bag of gold! And he gave him a whole big bag of golden pieces. Now, Reb Yehuda is so much richer. Reb Yehuda is so happy, not because he's becoming rich for himself. But because he's going to be able to do the mitzvah of Sarchim much better, more than ever before. Now, Reb Yehuda came to his friend Reb Yaakov, and he says, "Reb Yaakov, now it's time for us to leave. We have to go home already. We had a big day today." They started to travel, and they saw it was getting dark. Maybe it's not safe to travel through the forest in the middle of the night. Maybe we should stop off at a hotel. All right, let's stop off at a hotel. As soon as they saw the first hotel, they stopped off and they came into the hotel. When they came to the hotel, they they paid money they got a key to go up to the room, a few floors higher. And they went into the room, Rabbi Yaakov and Rabbi Yehuda davin Mayrev. They had some food with them that they ate. They said, Krishma, the great, they prepared neglevasser. And they went to bed. As soon as they went, they covered themselves with the blankets. They heard a knocking at the door. They opened up the door, and the owner of the hotel is standing there. Oh, uh, excuse me for disturbing, but uh, you know our hotel is a little full tonight, and we have to use every bed. There is an extra bed in your room. We have a guest over here. Please let him go into the room now we have no other place for him, we have to let him in. Oh, you have a guest? Sure. Let him come. But to their big surprise and shock, it was a galach. Eww, Yaakov, I can't stay here tonight. Oh, come on Rebbe I'm so tired. Let me fall asleep. But you see who came in? Who came in? The Galach! Uh, well, I, I don't really care so much. I'm so tired. Just let me go to sleep, Reb Yehuda. But how could you sleep in the same room? In the third Chachma, it says that no matter how tired you are, if you're in a hotel, you should go out of the hotel. And don't stay there for the night. Are you talking about me? The Galach was wondering what they're talking about, but suddenly Reb Yehuda took his bags, took his things, and went out of the room. He's not staying there overnight. If the Tzaddik told him in the third Chachma not to stay overnight, it's surely for his good. But Reb Yaakov fell asleep. Baby Huda went outside of the hotel. It wasn't cold that night. It was nice weather, so he was able to sit outside under a tree. After a while, he started to feel a little tired and his eyes began closing. But he realized that it's not so safe to fall asleep just like this outside. So Rabbi was just sitting there saying to Hillem, when everything was quiet, and everyone was asleep, and the whole city was dark, the only light that was shining was the moonlight, all the lights of the houses were shut, and everything was very quiet. He suddenly heard... ...some strange sounds. (laughs) Hey, what's that? And he sees something very strange moving in the dark... ...from very, very far, a few blocks down. (laughs) He doesn't know what that is. Who is that? And the thing keeps on moving closer and closer... Until it was only about a half a block away from him, he's able to see it looks like a drunken guy. (laughs) He sees that the drunkenness can't even walk straight. He's almost falling down by every few steps. (laughs) Hey, what is he saying? (laughs) I'll kill him. He's going to kill him? Who's he gonna kill? As the person was getting closer, he sees, hey, this is the Chief Galach of the city. He's all drunk. What does he want here? And he's coming, comes right to the hotel. Oh, I know which room he's in. Oh, he's on the third floor. I'll oh, get rid of him. And this drunken chief Galach climbs up the tree. Rebbe watches him. And the chief galach climbs till the third floor. Rebbe started to follow him on the tree, climbed up. And he sees the galach by the window, opens up the window and pulls out of his pocket a big knife. And he walks in through the window, climbs into the room. Rabbi Uda thought maybe he's going over to his friend, Rabbi Yaakov. But he saw he's going to the other bed where the Galach is. And he takes the big, big knife. He couldn't see what was going on in the room, but suddenly he heard, ow! And the chief Galach took the knife and threw it on the floor and climbed out of the window and started to climb down the tree. When Yehuda saw this, he understood that most probably they're going to blame Rabbi Yaakov for killing the Galach in his room. And I know who did it. The chief Galach did it. But how am I going to prove it? I know what to do. I'll grab him. So as he was climbing down, he grabbed the Galach, the chief Galach. He held him on tight. And the chief Galach was so shiker and so drunk. He didn't know what's happening to him. And Rabbi Yehuda grabbed a little sharp thing that he had in his pocket. And he cut off the pinky of the chief Galach as proof that he will have to show the judge that the chief Galach is the one who killed the Galach in the room. Well, you can imagine what happened. The chief Galach ran away. Ow, 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 my finger, my finger. (laughs) The next morning, the police were all in the hotel trying to find out what happened to the Galach. How did he get killed? A few minutes later, Rabbi Yehuda sees that Rabbi Yaakov is tied up in chains, and the police are walking with a big knife behind him, a big bloody knife. They say, this is the knife that this Jewish man used to kill the Galach. We saw it right near the bed. Is that true? No. We know who killed him. The chief Galach, Reb Yehuda, went over to Reb Yaakov and whispered to him, Don't worry, I saw who killed him. Don't worry, have betachin and Hashem. Everything is going to work out good. They brought him to court and the judge said, Who saw Reb Yaakov kill the Galach? And a few Galachim stood up and said, We saw! We were watching through the window and we saw how he killed our friend, the Galach! (laughs) You saw this with your own eyes? Yes, we did! What do you have to say, Reb Yaakov? I don't know why you're blaming me. I have nothing to do with it. I didn't kill anyone. I'm an innocent man have no reason to kill the Galach? I don't know how it happened. Well, we have two witnesses that saw you do it, so there is no other choice. We're going to have to put you to death. But before we put you to death, we'd like to ask you if you have any wish. Yes! I would like my friend, Rebuhuda Yehuda, to speak for me. Who is he? He's standing right there. Rebuda Yehuda walks over. Yes, what do you want to say, Yehuda? Uh Yehuda? I, I want to say to the honorable judge that we cannot do anything yet before we hear all the witnesses. Now I am a witness too and I saw something. But I cannot say what I saw only until all the Galachim of this town are here. I want every single Galach come to this court now. The judge ordered that they should call all the Galachim of the town. All the Galachim came Then, Rabbi Yehuda called out and said, Let me see the list of all the galachim of the town. They gave him the list, and he called out each galach by his name to see them raise their hand. But there was one galach that did not come. And you can guess who he was, the chief galach. Judge, I'm very sorry to tell you we cannot continue until the chief Galach comes. You're right. Go get the chief Galach. They went to bring him. They came back and said, the chief Galach is very, very sick. He cannot come. Well, I'm sorry, we cannot continue until we have the chief Galach. So they went and they brought the chief Galach laying On a bed, they carried him in. And Rabbi Yehuda says, Judge, please ask the chief Galach why is he so sick? What happened to him? Well, he can't speak right now, the doctor said. We'll speak for him. Yeah? Why is he so sick? Well, you know what happened? Last night... He told us that he slammed the bathroom door on his finger, and his finger got chopped off. And now he's laying in bed. He's very, very sick. He lost a lot of blood, and he, he, he's too weak to sit up even. Aha! Uh-huh. He slammed the bathroom door on his finger, and that's how it fell off. Okay, did he show you the finger? No. Why not? He says it fell into the toilet. He couldn't find it anymore. (laughs) Aha. That's what he says. Well, Judge, I will tell you my part of the story. My part of the story is that I was last night by the hotel and suddenly the chief galah looks up at Rebbe Yehuda's face and recognize that that's the man who chopped off his finger. The Galach got frightened. He started to shake. He started to shiver. And the doctor says, Oh, we have to take him back out. He's getting very sick. It's dangerous. No, he stays right here. And Rabbi Uda told the whole story what happened and how he jumped on the Galach and he cut off his finger. Yes, if you cut off his finger, so where is the finger? You want it? Here it is! Yehuda puts his hand in his pocket, takes out a special cloth, opens up the cloth, and shows it to the doctors. Does this finger match him? Hey! That's the right finger! That's the right thing! It fits him perfectly! that's his finger. How did you get it? I just told you I saw him kill the Galach and that's why I took this as proof. The judge looked straight into the eyes of the chief Galach and said to him better admit the truth right now. And the chief Galach had no choice. He had to admit the truth. He told the truth that he's the one who climbed up through the window and killed the Galach, and not Reb Yaakov. All the Galachim left, except for the Galachim who are going to get punished now. The chief Galach, and also the witnesses, those who said that they saw Reb Yaakov kill him. All of them got thrown into jail, and later they were put to death for such a terrible thing. And now Reb Yaakov was freed. The judges said, I'm sorry that they're sorry. And they begged Rebbe Yaakov to forgive them. And Reb Yaakov now went out of the courthouse and he jumped to Rebbe Yehuda. He hugged him. He kissed him. You saved my life again. You saved my life. How can I pay you? You don't have to pay me. You have to thank Hashem. Hashem is the one who did this. It's because we listen to the tzaddik, to what a tzaddik says. When you listen to a tzaddik, it always works out for the best. If Reb Yaakov would have listened to the tzaddik and not sleep in the hotel, he would never have gone through all the suffering. And well, now Reb Yaakov surely learned the lesson to always listen to the words of its tzaddik. Now they are on their way home. Finally, they got into the wagons and started to travel home. They finally came through the forest safely. They came to their town. Rabbi Yehuda has his wagons full of gold and silver. And he has the money. He has the bundle of money he got from the governor. He also got the money that Rebyakov Yaakov gave him. More money when he saved him in the court. But what does Rabbi Yoda want to do with all this money? Use it for Hachnosas archim. Finally when he came to his house he was about to knock on the door and when suddenly he got very upset. He saw through the window that there were guests in the house. There were some people there and he didn't expect anyone to be in the house when he was away. He was going to get very angry and run into the house and make a whole tumult but then he remembered the 4th Chachmah. That is, never to get angry and lose your temper. Wait t- for later and everything will be straightened out good. Well now it's the time to do the 4th chachma. That he's able to be so angry and now he's controlling himself. A few hours later, he knocked on the door, he came into the house. And he sees that these people were very special Rabbanim. Great Talmidei Chachamim, That were passing through the town. And they needed a place to be. And that's why they were in his house. Imagine if he would have come in and started speaking loud. He would have embarrassed them. And he would have embarrassed himself too. Well, it's good that he listened to the words of the tzaddik. Where were you so long? Yehuda, his wife asked him. Oh, I have such a long story to tell you. Why don't we first sit down and wash to a meal and during the meal I'll tell you the whole story. Alright, let me go get some bread out of the closet. Oh, you don't have to get bread from the closet. I have a delicious, delicious challah that I got from gr- the great tzaddik who gave me the four chachmas. What? The four what? The four chachmas. What's that? Well, wait till we sit down to the meal and I'll tell you all about it. They washed and Rabbi Yudu took out the bag with a delicious warm challah. And he was surprised that it was still warm since yesterday. They cut open the challah. said a maitsi, And they noticed something very strange. When they were cutting, something hard was inside the challah. And they take a look and he sees a golden coin. Hey, this is my golden coin that I gave him for the first chachma. He started to cut a little further. Another golden coin came out. And a third one. And a fourth one. The four golden coins that he gave to Reb Avraham were all baked in the challah as a gift. Wow! Hey, and there's a little paper sticking out. He pulls out the paper. And he starts reading. And it says that this is a gift to Reb Yehudah and his wife for doing such a chnasah for so many years and that they wanted to have more money to make better than before, so Hashem sent Avram Avino and Sarah down to the world to give a lot of money to Rabbi Yehud and his wife, and that's through the following the four Chachmas. Aha, that's why the store disappeared after I finished getting the four Chachmas, and now I know why it was so good, for us to listen to every word that the tzaddik told us. And now that we listened, we have all this money to help for the poor people and to give for the guests. And since then, they built up a beautiful new house especially for guests. And anyone who needed any help at all knew that the first place to come is to the house of Rebbe Yehuda. Rebbe Yehuda and his wife continue doing this great mitzvah I lived happily ever after.